I'm Dirty Deeds. And I'm Nature Nate. And we're... Getting, getting Trashed. Getting Trashed. It's the environmental podcast that never uses the word environmental. But that's the only time. 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 Is there a metronome? No. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Hey, what? Nate. <laughs> Tell me about this peanut butter sandwich that you're eating with the crusts cut off. It's it's shameful. I don't, I don't know if we need to get into that. More importantly, what are you doing later today, Dee Dee? What are you where are you going? Oh, what are you doing? Nate, I've got a I've got a packed schedule today. I'm going packed? To... <laughs> well, that I am packed for my trip to America. Oh. I'm flying to America. Meguo, the beautiful country. Meguo. What's there? Shoot McWarren. <laughs> um, my family. <laughs> my family's there. My friends. Oh. Some babies to pets. You still have that? Dogs to kiss. Okay. I still have one. Yeah. Mm. As much as I've tried to move across the world from them and forget about them, they're still there. <laughs> they don't forget about us. It's weird. You think they'd give up after do, a while? Do you see your family ever? Once a year, yeah. Did you know that aviation is essentially a fossil fuel industry? It is. They're part of the, the transportation in general is part of the fossil fuel friend nexus of pl- plastic chemicals, military, transportation, and agriculture. They're all interdependent on uh, petrochemicals. Yeah, I've heard that potentially they guzzle up to 5 million barrels of oil per day. All of the flights around the entire world. How, ma- how many times can we go to the moon with all those? Let's do the math really fast. 17 times. <laughs> they, is this podcast interesting because we're not drinking this time? It's true. I'm having uh, coffee. I'm having some water. What's wrong with us? We're also sharing headphones. <laughs> it's part of the sharing economy. Speaking of sharing economy, Ooh. I'm going to toot my own horn. I just had a I just had a conference on the circular economy in Taiwan. Tell us about this. It's called Link and Loop, linking innovation and closing loops. I almost forgot my own tagline. And there we brought international companies and organizations to Taiwan to talk about best practices in the circular economy. And we had Taiwanese companies share what they're doing. That's amazing. We had Apple. First time they spoke publicly in Asia about their circular economy. No way. Yep. And they were on stage with Daryl. Is there anything you can share? Apple has made really significant progress. Uh, they've already achieved their own internal 100%. I'm using air quotes, but you, can, you can't see those viewers. There's so many listeners. quotes. <laughs> so many quotes. Um, they have 100% renewable energy in their own operations, and now they've started working through their suppliers to get them to also commit to using 100% renewable energy. Oh, that's amazing. And I think, I think they were up to 25 suppliers or something so far they still have a lot of suppliers in taiwan right because they used to be all produced here foxconn was producing their products but now it's right well they, they've i think a while ago they moved a lot of their factories and operations to china okay. for, for foxconn and then yeah apple does have suppliers in taiwan as well but it's hard to meet those 100 percent renewable energy commitments when you have a completely fossil fuel based energy structure right and if you if you listen to one of our earlier episodes we talk about how um, the entire grid here in Taiwan is mostly fossil fuel, fossil burning. Right. And keeps the electricity really cheap, was amazing for manufacturing back in the 70s and 80s. 
but still but runs a, on the same grid. Now it's a big problem, a big wenty. It is a big wenty problem. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, it'd be interesting if we just backed up for a second and you kind of gave us this short summary of what the circular economy is in case people don't know. Um, well, I'm a bit of a purist. So I think a circular, a circular economy is a way of restructuring our system of goods and services so that there is no waste. So that things that would be considered waste outputs from one sector become the resource inputs for another sector. Oh. And then in all areas, you eliminate waste. And so principally, you do that through reuse, repair, uh, sharing, recycling, redesign, reduction of waste. So what's like a common solution that some of these companies are, are utilizing for the sharing economy? A U-bike in okay. Taiwan, bike sharing, um, Airbnb at its outset. Now people are building Airbnb hotels, which doesn't make any sense. But originally, you know, couch surfing was a form of, of the sharing economy. Um, Zipcar, any, anything where rental services are basically the sharing economy. So the sharing economy and the circular economy, what's the difference between the two? The circular economy, the sharing economy sits within and a part of the circular economy. Okay. But the circular economy is not within the sharing economy. So the circular economy is a really big tent, and people keep making it bigger. And they're, they add in renewable energy. And I heard uh, recently Charles Huang from the Circular Economy Foundation in Taiwan was saying, you know, income inequality is part of a circular economy. And also things like decentralization of energy is part of the circular economy. I don't think we should necessarily take it that far, but I think that the intention behind that is probably good. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? Because if, if the tent's too big, then everybody can come in, and then there, right. what's the point? If, then it's not a tent. Then Soon it's just, then it's just, just a planet. Burning fossil fuels will be part of the circular economy. Well, plastics are a big part of the circular economy. So people mostly talk about recycling for the circular economy. And in fact, our conference had an overwhelming industrial and recycling emphasis, oh, cool. which, which is fine. But next year, I think we want to focus, I want to focus anyway more on repair and reuse and sharing because, okay. you know, right now the way things are designed, there's no way to build in sharing and reduction. Like waste is just necessarily a part of the way we do things because we expect to own products permanently and therefore we have to throw them away. We expect to purchase things at a convenience store and therefore there's always going to be waste. We have to redesign that whole process. Right. So like with flying, there's no way to, to fly sustainably. Even, no way even if you use biofuels, there's still a large impact. That said, I think people being more connected on earth is probably worth that cost. And if you fly, by the way, business class and first class flyers, you have a much larger impact because you're, you're basically in your luxury seat, you could fit, sadly, like four economy class <laughs> seats. And but so, it's so comfortable. <laughs> I've never flown first class. Yeah. Once you break the seal on first class. There's no going back. There's no going back. Once you, you just cut off your legs at the knee. I've thought about it. <laughs> How tall are you, Nate? I'm 6'6". Six, six. That's an uncomfortable flight. Well, not with sleeping pills in the emergency exit row. <laughs> oh. One or both of those. If both of those things, whew, refreshed. Good to go. <laughs> blessed. <laughs> uh, what was it? There was something else about planes. Oh, the worst thing about planes and the airline industry in general is that they've just literally done nothing to reduce their carbon emissions. And they've fought legislation at every stage because flights have very low margins. Mm-hmm. 
because no one wants to spend money to travel. What is something they could spend a little cash on to improve their carbon emissions? I mean, in fairness, it's you build a plane and you expect to use it for 20 years. So now planes are getting more fuel efficient and they're improving their designs and they're basically making the planes lighter. Okay. Um, so they're doing that at a sort of a macro scale. At a micro scale, there's things like uh, airplanes, when they're waiting to take off, they are on and they're burning fuel. So having electric taxis or little vehicles that electric that drag the planes out um, to the tarmac could save burning fuel at that stage in the airport. Then there's um, biofuels or using waste fuel for airplanes and having in general cleaner fuels for the airlines to use. Folks, we've reached our cruising altitude of 53 pounds of carbon dioxide emissions per mile now. So I'm going to switch to seatbelt sign-off. Feel free to move about as you wish, but please stay inside the plane until we land. It's a bit cold outside, even for you climate change deniers. Nate, so we got some feedback that some people have actually listened to our podcast. I think we got more likes than listens. On, on our posts. That's fine. It gives us more ad revenue from our invisible <laughs> patrons. <Revenue> stream. <laughs> um, so that's great that you guys are using your ears. But um, we, we heard you didn't like the burp. We heard we, we will never burp again. And it's fine. I mean, Thanks you know, we get it. Um, People don't like gas. Me neither. Especially <laughs> methane. No one likes methane. Yeah, especially natural gases. Um, but, uh, you know, using your ears is one thing. Reading, though. God. Who has the time? What a waste of time. I gotta um, look at memes. I, you know, I personally never read, especially your articles that you write, <laughs> Nate. But uh, I heard that you wrote an article for uh, World Environment Day. Which I was did. on June 5th, in case you guys missed it. Um, giving us some hot plastic uh, tips about how plastic pollution could be solved. Um, at well, an individual I, level. At an individual level. And, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of talk about <laughs> straws recently. Well, especially because Taiwan is about to have a straw ban put in place right. for the year 2040,000. <laughs> I can't wait to write the headline, The Last Straw. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad no one will read um, it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, let's talk a little bit about what your top tips are to help impact plastic pollution. Top five tips. On an independent level. Five tips, five fingers. Easy to remember. Here we go. Put your fingers up, people. <laughs> Here comes the first one. Number one, refuse single-use plastic. This is, um, this is the most obnoxious way to reduce plastic in your life. Okay. But you go to the bar, you get a drink, you say, I'll have a Jack and Coke. No straw. Just no like saying double shot, but you just say no straw, and people will hopefully think you're cool. All right. God, now I'm drinking water. Wow, you went from something that actually had some stimulation in to, <laughs> to nothing. I'm a teetotaler now. We are basically getting lamer by the minute. We're doing the opposite of our previous podcast. We're getting more sober <laughs> and lucid as the podcast goes are on. Are you hungover today? No. Okay. I mean, like from an event, yes, but not from alcohol. Right. Just from life in general. <laughs> um, oh, weird. What's wrong with me? Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So. Tips. Tips. Refuse. Um, yeah. So number one, refuse single-use plastic. Tell us, Nate, what does this actually mean? What's a single-use piece of plastic? A single-use piece of plastic is a piece of petrochemical product that you use 
like what you're doing right now, drinking out of a, a plastic water bottle. They are not by design intended to be reused, although you can reuse them. And uh, just refuse, create public support. There was a recent study that said that if a, out of a group, 25% of individuals make a behavior change, then the rest of the group will follow that change. Therefore, in some ways, although there are general systemic problems, if you refuse straws or refuse single-use plastics and basically annoy shopkeepers enough, then they'll start to adjust to that demand. Okay. Well, and, I, and you also have a fact here that 61% of plastic waste in the ocean comes from a lot of this low-value plastic wrappers, mail, straws. Right, right. This is the low-grade plastic. Okay. So actually, PET, plastic bottles, and low-density polyethylene, which is uh, basically detergent containers, is something you're probably most familiar with, are actually high-value plastics and okay. make up a smaller proportion of plastics in the ocean, we assume because they're captured in waste management streams because they have value. Okay. Therefore, the solution is, I almost burped, I almost burped in the microphone. You would never. Therefore, the solution is uh, either raise the value of these low value plastics, or if you cannot do that, ban them. And you're saying they usually get collected because they have a higher value and they can be reused or no? Right, yes, okay. yes. Okay. And so then they can kind of reabsorb some of their initial extraction costs. But films and, you know, films and, you know, polystyrene, styrofoam for the commercial trade name, um, polypropylene. And then then there's other plastics that are durable, like PVC, polyvinyl chloride, that are just very, very toxic. Well, which brings us to your second tip, reuse plastic when you can. So not everything is reusable. No, you do not want to microwave some plastic food containers because you'll just be eating plastic and exposing yourself to dioxins and carcinogens. I am going to reuse this water bottle and I feel bad that I bought it this morning. Don't put boiling water inside. Okay. But just regular room temperature water. Or you can, you know, use a water bottle as a form of like a water planter. You can, you know, I, I get a lot. Sometimes you get durable spoons when you get food delivery and you can kind of reuse those plastic spoons toothbrushes that you used to use can be good for scrubbing after you're done scrubbing your teeth scrub your toilet yeah love scrubbing my but toilet but then don't scrub your teeth. teeth again after the toilet right. just toilet before teeth no teeth before teeth toilet teeth before toilet <laughs> don't spoil it hey toilet that's before wisdom. teeth oh man you're gonna meath <laughs> what does meath mean meath oh meath what does meath mean? She doesn't, she doesn't know about meath. What's meath? Leave a comment saying what you think meath is. Hit smash that like button. Well, no, if you actually listen to the podcast, if you comment meath in our comments. First five meaths will get a meath. Buy meath. Wrapped in single-use plastic. <laughs> single-use meat. <laughs> single-use meat. Um, Let's tip number three, because I forgot. <laughs> oh, number three is one of my favorites because, oh man, I love this service. When I was in New York City, I got it. Oh. oh. I ordered food in a lot. But number three says stop ordering home delivery. Cook at home instead. Just yeah. like you did with all the snacks you brought today. Yeah, when um, when you cook it at the be, 7-Eleven. It should be known that 
these are tips even for Nate. And then I don't even way, do all or even some of these things. Nate and I like to be called hypocrites <laughs> because my we preferred pretend name. that we're cool, green, ecologically sound people. But no, we just basically eat our own words all the time. <laughs> when, my, when my girlfriend saw the article, she was like, you're just full of shit, Nate. <laughs> I've seen your trash can. Yeah, back. I'm a busy man. I, I'm trying to save the environment, you know. I, uh, but um, I'm saving time too. But I, I think, I guess, the myth I'm trying to address there is that people order takeout, or they eat, or they eat takeout containers, or they go to food stalls and they get paper food containers, yeah. and they think those are recyclable, and they're not because they have a, a sheet of plastic coating oh, inside okay. of them. And okay. even if they were recyclable, they're contaminated with food waste. Uh, so you can't recycle that paper Much like anyway. you can't recycle a pizza box. Exactly. As referred to in Long-term fans of the episodes. Episodes. Show, whatever this is, will remember our... Actually, we actually, we never... Never mind. <laughs> you don't know about right, that. You can find that in our episodes. Good job. Um, we never released that. Yeah, no, and I also think if, if you are going to order food out, you can always tell them to leave the utensils out. So you can use your own at home. So it's a little less right. trash. If less you trashy. you really have to order out, which sometimes it's kind of nice. Come on, who has the time? I mean, who has the time to cook? Um, number four, drum roll for Costco, buy in bulk. <laughs> it's true. Buy in bulk, big containers, more material, less... Blaterial. <laughs> what was I trying to say with that? More material goods, less packaging material. And you save money. But for those of us that can't plan ahead, this tip is really not for you. You can also go to bulk stores and bring your own container. That's really what I was oh, getting yeah. at. Go I to local markets mm-hmm. or local farmers, farmers markets. They're not giving you bags. They just got a big old box of tomatoes. I used to get really good tomatoes at the Monterey farmers market, so I kind of miss those. Do you go to the markets here in Taiwan? Oh, yeah. Me too. You get the cheap ginger there. Mm, yeah, and some really good fruit. And some good banter. Um, What's tip five? <laughs> tip five is exactly what we're doing right now. Tell your friends and join the plastic free community. Really weak tips I gave in hindsight. <laughs> I, no, let's review. Everyone hold up your hand. <laughs> no Number thumbs. one is refuse single use plastic. Number two is reuse. Plastic when you can. Number three is stop ordering home delivery and cook at home instead. Number four is... Buy in bulk. And number five? Tell people. Tell people right now. Easy to remember. Refuse, reuse, bulk, food, no (laughs) order outside house. Tell friends. Easy. Just add that to your tattoo. (laughs) Tattoo it on your face. And with that, Nate, I feel like we should stop this podcast so people could go outside and start telling people. Well, I think you got to burn some carbon, Dee Dee. I sure do. It's time for me to catch a flight. I'm Dirty Deeds. And I'm Nature Nate. And we'll be back soon with less burps. And also less information. And probably more sobriety. It worked out so well. Let us know if you liked this sober episode. But actually don't, because we're just going to do what we want anyway. Yeah. And we're just going to keep getting trashed. trashed.